eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation, and Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews, we're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now, with the latest on your Raiders and the NFL, your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. Welcome back. It is Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. Also heard on the air, on the radio in Las Vegas. If you're listening to us there on The Bet Las Vegas, thanks for being with us. Scott Branson, Mo Moten. And joining us now, Daniel Kotnick of Game On Wisconsin. Also, the Pack-A-Day podcast. So we're talking Green Bay Packers football. Raiders obviously host the Green Bay Packers and their young quarterback, Jordan Love, out at Allegiant Stadium on Monday Night Football. And so... Danny, we want to get you on. Thanks for being on with us, man. Let's talk about this. Obviously, the Packers move away from the legend, right? The future Hall of Famer. Um, and now he's in New York, the, the name we shall not mention right now. But um, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is there. And so they turn to Jordan Love. Jordan Love has a nice early season. Ran into some trouble this past game in the loss. But overall, how would you assess the transition to Jordan Love from an offensive standpoint and from this team from a leadership standpoint? Yeah. Uh, first off, thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, it's it's still kind of up in the air with Jordan Love, you know. Um, I think that if you're talking about how he's looked as a quarterback, it's hard really to say that there's been many things to kind of knock on him. You know, when you watch him play, he plays in the rhythm of the offense. He seems to make all of the right reads. He anticipates where plays are supposed to end up. Really, his big thing right now is kind of cleaning up small mechanics. It's uh, fixing some of the accuracy issues that he's sort of had. And, you know, a lot of the problems, I think, too, if you want to look at the offense as a whole, have not really been around Jordan Love. It's been around a 
young, inexperienced team that's mm-hmm. built around him. And also uh, just some troubles on the offensive line have been big too. They haven't helped this offense get into a rhythm. We've seen that crop up really the last three weeks. Obviously the biggest one being this past week against Detroit. The, the inexperience with that offensive line, especially that left side there, they put this offense behind the sticks early. Jordan has to kind of be forced into obvious passing situations, which is not what you want to put a young quarterback in. And without Aaron Jones, they've had to rely on A.J. Dillon as being the main running back. And we've kind of seen he really doesn't have the wherewithal to be the a three-down kind of aggressive running back that this type of offense really kind of needs. So – a lot of the struggles early on, I think, kind of are a collective offensively from what we've seen out of Jordan Love. I think you you have to be happy with it if you're a Packer fan. You're it's kind of funny. We're all trying to figure out how to properly a uh, properly like look at a quarterback and and adjudicate what he's doing when we're so used to watching Aaron Rodgers make every single throw and you're like, oh, this is what. This is what an average quarterback looks like. This is what a guy that isn't, you know, a, a, a four-time MVP looks like. So it's kind of tricky as Packer fans. It's been a lot of trying to figure out how to properly judge what we see out of Jordan Love. But I think if, um, you know, if, if you're being analytical about it and you're watching him, you have to be happy with what you've seen out of a guy in his first four games. So, Daniel, the Raiders have struggled off and, uh, defensively. They had a shutout against the Chargers last week where the Chargers didn't score a point in the second half. But could you just kind of break down the, the Packers' young pass-catching group? I know Dobbs, Watson, Wicks, Luke Musgrave, before he got that concussion, was was uh, productive. Are you looking at this pass-catching group as if, okay, it can elevate Jordan Love, or do you feel like Jordan Love has to elevate that group, being that it's young still, and he's also still young? Sure. I I think it's a little bit of, it it might sound like a cop-out. It's a little bit of both. You know, Um, I I think when we saw the the Matt LaFleur offense kind of come in, you know, about five years ago, I think that has to play a huge part in the resurgence we saw out of the Aaron Rodgers career. Because this offense, it's, you know, that Shanahan coaching tree style of offense that really allows uh, it schemes open your best offensive players. And and Aaron was able to really thrive in a system like that. And I think that that system is really helping Jordan Love and as well as helping a lot of these young pass catchers. I think uh, if you're talking about in terms of like how much, if you want to call it blame or, you know, how much one person sort of needs to lead the other, I think this wide receiving group or this pass catching group needs to help Jordan out a little bit more in terms of figuring out how he likes to play. It's, it's been pretty clear there's, there's been some obvious uh, mistakes in big situations on fourth downs, uh, plays that turn into interceptions, where you can tell the pass catchers, whether they're the running backs, uh, wide receivers, they are playing how Aaron liked to play. You know, they're, they're running the scramble drill early. They're, they're setting up, uh, you know, at this position when Jordan wants them to go this way uh, on a slant or something. So I think if you if you want to look at it in terms of that, yeah, the I think the pass catchers might need to play a little bit of catch up with how Jordan Love likes to likes to run the offense. But that's gonna that's gonna come. You know, that that's that just is time. That that is getting used to the reps, it's getting in there. And we've seen 
uh, well, we've seen Romeo Dobbs take a huge step here in the second his second year. He's kind of come out and established himself as one of the best pass catchers on this team. Now, when Christian Watson can get fully healthy, I think that opens up a lot of things too. You mentioned uh, Musgrave. He's been uh, – they haven't been able to connect on it, but you've seen this offense dial up things specifically for him up the middle where Aaron never really liked to go much uh, in his later years. And so he's become that middle threat that the Packers offense has been just crying out for. Uh, and then I'd be remiss, honestly, if I didn't mention the rookie Jaden Reed from from Michigan State. Mm-hmm. When, uh, when when we watch film with him, this is something I think you guys will appreciate. You see the way he runs uh, his routes, the way he breaks off of things. He looks like a young Devontae Adams. It, it, it is like that kind of – that the way he just sort of is able to master – Coming out of breaks has really shown early on he's going to step up as a as a guy that he can rely on. So again, it's it's all 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 in all with the whole offense. It's going to take time. It's going to take reps to get used to it. But I think uh, yeah, there's clearly a learning curve that a lot of the offensive line, a lot of the offensive players all over kind of need to relearn how to play a Green Bay Packer offense without Aaron Rodgers. They need to play it with Jordan Love. Well, Daniel, let's let's switch to the other side of the ball now, too, because um, this isn't a really interesting matchup with the Raiders because the Packers have the worst run defense in the league and the Raiders have the second worst rushing offense in the league. <laughs> so somebody's going to have a good day and feel pretty good about it, I think, after this one, because uh, either the Packers are going to improve their statistics against the run uh, or the Raiders are actually going to start doing what they usually do last year was get Josh Jacobs on track. What's been the reason for that up front and, and with that, that Packers uh, defense, what's going on there uh, against the run? Why aren't they able to, uh, to stop anybody? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, I think it's I think it's partially due to scheme and kind of partially due to just uh, the defensive line is really young for the Packers. Kenny Clark is the stalwart that he's always been. Uh, we've seen some young guys like uh, Slayton and uh, Wyatt take big steps, but they're still very young. And then you throw in there that uh, you know the other rotational guys like Carl Brooks and Colby Wooden are two rookies like late round rookies that are getting in there to play um behind them Devondre Campbell the starting middle linebacker he's been hurt now the last couple of weeks he's been banged up and there's really not much help coming from the safety group as well uh I think this this defense is very clearly designed around pinning your ears back and stopping the pass getting to the quarterback and so I think they've really fallen into a system where they need that to be the case to succeed. Otherwise, they don't really know how quite to respond to that. They don't really have that drive to be the big run stoppers. Uh, you know, Joe Barry, say what you will about him. He's he's ready to be run out of rail in Packerland, but he he's 
he's been trying to do things. He's been trying to put guys in his position. And, you know, we saw a couple of times in Atlanta when B. John Robinson broke loose for almost a buck 25. Uh, sometimes it's literally just on the players not executing. They're, they're overrunning plays. They're losing contain on the edge. They're, it's clear that they're, they're an inexperienced group that doesn't know how to work with each other yet. And I think that that is mm. the pass defense is going to, or the, the run defense is going to suffer when you've got a young team like that because it's so much more about the discipline and sticking to a scheme rather than just go kill the guy with the football that's back there. Um, so I think that's that's the big thing for them is is just another inexperienced group on the front there. And again, like it's the way that this team is kind of designed. They play this complementary football where they hope that the offense can get up by two scores early on and force you not to be able to run Josh Jacobs and be able to like pin pin their ears back and just go crazy. And when that doesn't happen, they run into they run into some issues they're because they're just not built like that. Yeah. Yep. So, so big picture, Dan, because anytime we bring on someone from an, another fan base, I like to just get the pulse of what the fans are thinking about their football team. So the Packers have alternated wins and losses. They still own the Bears. So that's fine, right? Yeah. Jordan Love starts the first two games, doesn't turn the ball over, has three interceptions in the last two games. Are there fans out there who are concerned after losing to the Lions on Thursday night, or are they feeling still feeling confident in Jordan Love and this football team moving forward? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, again, we have to – clarify what the uh, the definition of fan is are you uh, are you an internet <laughs> troll that's you know because there's plenty of those out there that are after the first interception jordan threw that was like can we get aaron back i'll, I'll give him my achilles tendon i swear <laughs> um no it, it's uh i think i think when you look at the the baseline average fan they realized that this year is most likely just a kind of wait and see year uh, offensively, a lot of lot of young players, like we said, on the pass catching side, and then obviously Jordan Love. We want to see what he can do in different situations and being the guy for a whole year. Uh, defensively, I think uh, the expectations were a little bit higher, or at least uh, the leash for that side of the ball is a little bit shorter. Maybe mm-hmm. uh, you know I mentioned that there's some young players, but there's still, I mean, there are pro bowlers, arguably all pros in several different positions there like Jair Alexander is arguably an all-pro cornerback. Kenny Clark is uh you know has been one of the best defensive linemen in the league and Rashawn Gary is uh you know he's he's up there sort of in that Max Crosby tier of like a guy that you need to game plan for or he will wreck your day. Uh <laughs> so th- you know there there's there's talent all over that defense there and I think the the least a little bit shorter on what we expect to see out of them like uh, progression wise. Offensively, though, I think we all sort of knew that this would be, you know, a bit of an up and down season. The highs are going to be really high. The lows are going to be really low. I think uh, the the loss in Detroit was more just sort of a wake up call. Probably when I say for Packer fans, I mean for me personally, uh, <laughs> that maybe maybe we don't get to be the schoolyard bully in the NFC North anymore, and that it's you know you probably will still be able to compete and have a chance to win the division. You're not going to be, you know, the Vikings or the Bears right now that are desperate for their first win. But you're not just going to be able to, you know, hold your hand up against the forehead of the Lions and and say na 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 na, you know. <laughs> it's it's going to be a little bit it's going to be a little bit trickier now, you know. Um so yeah, I think I think the moderate fan had tempered expectations going into this year. 
but it always just kind of sucks to lose to the Lions like oh, that at home. <laughs> after all those years, yeah, and, and and with the Packers dominating for so long, mm-hmm. yeah, as a fan, I can imagine how frustrating yeah. that is. And I anticipate a full a full group of cheeseheads to come out to Vegas for Monday night's oh, yeah. game. When I was at UNLV and the University of Wisconsin would come out, always great. And I know that Raider fans want to beat the pants off the Packers, but Packer fans, always great people to be around, always well, well-meaning, well good-natured. And so I'm sure the game at Allegiant Stadium is going to be a lot of fun. Daniel Kotnick, I appreciate it. Uh, make sure you check out his podcast, which is Pack-A-Day Podcast, and he's also on Game on Wisconsin. My friend, thank you so much for being with us tonight. Hey, thank you guys. Really appreciate it. All right. There you go. All right, Mo, we got our we got our skinny on the Packers. Uh, it'll be interesting. This Raider team in desperate need of a win. Um, and they're they're not, you know, they're gonna go against the worst run defense in the NFL. Uh, but they've went against a pretty bad one in the Chargers and they couldn't get anything going. So it's gonna be be an interesting Monday night. Not the courage, Scott. I think that they're probably the third worst. I don't think they're yeah. the worst, but you know, I think Oops. they. I, I didn't ask Daniel this, but I think they gave up 211 rushing yards in two out of their four games. Yeah. If I'm if I'm correct, he's shaking his head yes in the back room. So yeah, oh, they gave up go. 211 yards in two games, <laughs> but I think statistically, they're you know, I would guess if I had to take a guess, right? I would say the Denver Broncos probably maybe up there, oh, but yeah. that's just me. But I I like like I said when I asked him about the the pulse of the Packers fans, it's because as you said. When you're used to being, and he, I think he mentioned this, when you're used to being the bully in the division and then you lose by multiple scores on Thursday night in a standalone game, you start to get, I guess, some of the, even the rational fans start to say, well, is Jordan Love going to be that guy for us to lead right. us to some you know, conference title, um, division titles or not? And I, and I think that's the overreaction because it's the only game on TV. It's a division rival. So of course there's some overreaction because we see it, you know, against the Chargers, against the Broncos, the Chiefs always beat the Raiders these days. So it's not really a surprise. But again, when you're used to being at the top and now you're kind of maybe the second team in that division, tough pill to swallow. But I, I would think that if we were talking talking to Packers fans, they probably feel confident against the Raiders because the Raiders haven't been able to stop a lot of people. Yeah, and it's hard, I know, for other fans to feel sorry for them because you had Aaron Rodgers all those years, you had all those great <laughs> runs, uh, but but. But yeah, for a Packer fan, I can imagine. All right, we're going to stop. step aside, excuse me, take our final break. When we come back, we'll close out the show. We'll talk about some uh, Raiders roster moves, what's going on there with Jimmy Garoppolo uh, and uh, whatever else Mo and I come up with. It is Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast, also heard on the air, on the radio, on the bet in Las Vegas. Don't go anywhere.